Hello and welcome to 99 from 99, the movie podcast where we take you back to the past and cover 99 films or more from the year 1999. I'm your stubborn Kentuckian host, Michael Denniston, joined every week by madman of the airwaves, Ben Zook. Why take a journey to the past? Well, perhaps like you, we've looked out our window and seen the world grow smaller, colder, and scarier. Not here. So sit back, relax, and come back with us to a time when theaters were full, tickets were affordable, and there were so many good movies, you couldn't possibly catch them all. That's what this podcast is here to do. So we hope you take the entire trip with us, 99 episodes on the films from 1999. you to hit me as hard as you can i'm scared to close my eyes i see dead people i believe you have my papler now that i've met you would you object to never seeing me again this is not just a couch it's just our couch take the red pill and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes leave the light on after bedtime I always thought it'd be better to be a fake somebody, a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not. You know, they say, you know, we come into this world with a preordained destiny. I don't believe it, though. Destiny is what you make it. Stay back until I work the crime scene, okay? For 15 years, he was New York City's leading forensic cop. But Detective Lincoln Rhyme had given up on life. Night to age six. Until a killer with no mercy. You heard about that couple that got in a taxi, never made it home? Stop this car! Found him dead, buried, hands sticking out of the ground with his wife's diamond wedding band shoved on one of his fingers. And a patrol officer. There's been a homicide, I can't let you through. We got Officer Donahue here to thank for photographing the crucial evidence gave him a reason to live. I want you to work the case with us. Forensics is not my area. Are you being modest or are you a little uneasy about doing some real police work? He needs her to go where he can't. Talk to me. I can't do this. Yes, you can. I'm with you every step of the way. To see how he sees. Lincoln, I found a map of some kind, chunk of a clean bone. This crime scene was staged. There's no question the perp knows forensics. Before the next victim, is chosen. I got a bad feeling about this. Doesn't that kind of look like a face? Third piece of the puzzle. I want Donahue to go in first. She's not trained for this. Someone's in there, she's crying. The perp could still be in there for God's sake. You are not a cop anymore. There's a killer out there, he's laughing at us. Amelia? Hello. Well, let's get right into it, you know. <laughs> I, I'm going to admit up front I did not do my homework. Of course, I told you I would not. You implored me to watch the first 15 minutes of the director's commentary track of this, of The Bone Collector. You, and... you are just the greatest disappointment, Denison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope someone who is like a an avid listener and supporter of this project will leave that as an iTunes review for us. Just you know, an avid uh, avid listener just putting like the greatest disappointment, but make sure it's five stars because that that's really what would help there. 
but you know, this is the part of the show that it, that's yours. You know, I, I was curious, uh, apparently not that curious to break out my old DVD that's you know collecting dust on the shelf. But uh, only 15 minutes, the first 15 minutes. So, what is it about the Bone Collector? What what is it that you gleaned from it from this auteur Philip Noyce? Uh, in the first 15 minutes of this film talking about it. So I, I listened to a lot of these uh, commentaries and such, and, you know, a lot of times the best ones are just the directors themselves talking about, and, and you know, Ridley Scott usually does really good ones. Oliver Stone does really good ones. I had never listened to one with director Philip Noyce here, and he's made a few good movies. Uh, Dead Calm is a movie I like very much. Uh, Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger, both good movies. The Quiet American is is a very underrated movie that not a lot of people have seen. So I, I was interested in, in checking out what, what he had to say. Uh, it's quite unique. Uh, it, it sounds very much like he uh, scripted his whole uh, commentary for this film. And uh, yeah, 15 minutes in, he you know is comparing The Bone Collector to... Uh, Pygmalion, uh, the story of Pygmalion, which brings it all full circle, because as you remember, one of the first movies we discussed on 99 from 99 is uh, She's All That, an adaptation of Pygmalion. And uh, it was... Boy, our listeners were waiting for that. (laughs) Well, it was just quite incredible to hear how how much he really thinks of himself and uh, and his work in, in The Bone Collector. And I was looking forward to checking this movie out. I had seen it not long after it was released in 1999, probably on TV at some point, and I didn't remember liking it. But a lot of movies of this genre, you know, uh, crime, um, you know, detectives following a serial killer, whatever, uh, you know, similar to Zodiac or Seven, uh, there, there are a lot of those that I tend to like that other people don't. For example, uh, Copycat from 1995, which is a movie we brought up a few times, I think is an mm-hmm. underrated gem from the 1990s. So I was really looking forward to watching this again, and, and I, I, I did not care for it. And it goes, you know, it has, it has a really strong premise of a serial killer who is riding in taxis and locking, you know, his uh, victims in the back after he picks them up and that they're, you know, trapped in the back of the taxi cab and everything. And then, you know, having a quadriplegic, uh, you know, veteran detective here playing by Denzel Washington have to coach a a younger uh, uh, trainee or whatever uh, played by Angelina Jolie. Uh, to to catch this guy, you know that's a really strong central premise, and and the movie just does nothing with it. And um, the the one of the one of the really big problems with it, I think, is that you know for me the the ten minutes into this movie, I know who what I know the answer to the movie's central mystery. And well, terrible casting. Oh, I mean, that's God, it. I know. It's just so <laughs> ridiculous. And, and the way Noyce films it is so obvious. And, and the character has no other purpose to be there other than, you know, I don't want to give it away right off the bat, but it is so predictable. It gives itself away uh, pretty clearly. <laughs> like, and that's, that's even, 
th- that's not like with an extra, you know, two decades of uh, where this particular actor's career went. That's where it was then, as mm-hmm. far as mm-hmm. like playing squirrely guy, like about to have a breakdown. And so if he's in a film, uh, you know, he's going to have some sort of psychotic break. Uh, and sometimes it was played for, uh, you know, for comedy. Uh, and I mean, dark comedy uh, and then other times you know it's uh you've seen this guy in another serial killer film uh where he is mm-hmm. he is not mm-hmm. the black hat but he is someone that has uh, been involved in it. he's one of the victims um yeah pretty bad um you know what i was looking forward to about it was uh very similar to the general daughter where uh this feels kind of quaint now because yeah. if I was going to get this type of material I would uh, go to you know uh, something on CBS on Friday nights and you know follow the the same kind of actors that are uh you know probably collecting a a nice salary uh doing uh their their 9 to 5 work on a TV procedural uh instead uh, you know, back in this time period, I would get uh, bona fide movie stars. Uh, so you know, you had John Travolta, and the uh, the other film that we've already covered, and uh, here we've got Denzel Washington and Angelina Jolie. Uh, I guess probably, I wouldn't say at her peak, but this is probably at the the height of her as like the well, probably the new it girl. Well, this maybe is a, this is a breakthrough year for her. Yeah. Um, she was not really a name. She was not a known name uh, prior to this. Uh, she had been in a HBO movie called called Gia, I believe, and that was like like you know what people know her know, knew her for. And then right after right after this, his girl interrupted and she wins an Academy Award, uh, and then Laura Croft, you know, and all that. And so this is a, you know, they're getting her at just the right time. <laughs> Clearly, Ben's look not a fan of 1995's Hackers. Clearly, was, I guess uh, not. <laughs> but no, but that was not a that. I mean, she was not a name from that movie from hackers oh, no. God, no 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 yeah <laughs> no. I'm, I'm saying I, I, this is like the like this movie and girl interrupted and then laura croft the you know that's what made her a big it, name movie it star is strange to hear you kind of say that though because in 1999 i, I did go see this theatrically I, I believe this was probably like you know uh probably thrown in as like a double feature as a teenager like go see something and then see the bone collector i don't remember being like particularly like hyped for it uh, but I do remember being hyped to see Angelina Jolie on screen. And I have to assume, you know, what you're saying about Gia, uh, I don't remember if she won like Golden Globe or like an Emmy or something. Like I, I just was aware of her, you know, her, her face or something. And uh, obviously a uh, beautiful woman. And uh, as a teenager, I'm like, yes, I want to see her uh, and Denzel. You're in safe hands with Denzel, right? As movie star, uh, sort of stoic lead here. So you know, seeing these two, seeing seeing genuine uh, uh, movie stars or, or people you're not going to get on <laughs> network television uh, ever, hopefully ever, um, we'll see. We'll see what like streaming services I guess can offer them. Like that, it is. It feels odd now, and it feels like I, I, like it makes me very nostalgic for this time period to see these two, and kind of I don't want to say thankless, but something that's never really aspiring to be. Uh, you know, a staple of of pop culture, the Bone Collector. Uh, seeing these two participate in this very basic whodunit, so basic that both you and I and probably ninety five percent of the audience knows <laughs> who it is. Ten minutes in, just kind of flirt and like bust each other's balls, like like as they just like hang out and solve the case. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't think it's ever trying to be like. Um, 
you know, like a, a modern uh, rear window or anything like that, where you have like the, you know, this, this sort of relationship where one, one of the investigators, if you want to call them that, has to, you know, stay at home. Uh, but it, it does have that kind of, does have that kind of vibe uh, that you're just seeing. Uh, basically, let's just put two movie stars in a room and just enjoy their chemistry with each other. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it needed to be more engaging and more entertaining and more and more suspenseful. And, what, which uh, which part, as far as what what do you think is the biggest weakness, other than the fact that it's very revealing as far as who the killer is, as far as that, uh, I guess the the heft of the plot, like the investigative process. You're you're not really invested in her proving herself to to this guy. Uh, like you are when you watch, you know, Science of the Lambs and everything. Like you're really. Oh, whoa, whoa! Let's not compare it to that. Like, well, I, come you know, on, I, I was so it's similar genre, similar genre. <laughs> I mean, that's what, and that's what they're going for too, in terms of having a female investigator who's eager to please, you know, her male uh, superiors and everything. And you know, it's like, you, you know, they just there's 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 a complete lack of like creativity to it. Glad to see you could join us. Two things. First, you did a hell of a job locating the evidence. There's no question the perp knows forensics. Now, so the other thing, the uh, victim's hands, well, maybe uh, maybe it was too much to handle, so we'll just forget it. Is that your version of an apology? An apology? Is that why you came over here? Oh, you really are a piece of work. Well, aren't we a pair? Man, you just keep charging at walls, don't you? Stubbornness is something we both share. You know, they say, genetically speaking, that we come into this world with a preordained destiny. I don't believe it, though. My point is that destiny is what you make it. Whatever happened to your father doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. You're a great cop. You make a terrific detective. It's a gift. Don't throw it away. And there's so much they could have done with it. The scenes of suspense are very empty and, and very dull. And um, you don't like the cab sequences where the victims are the first know. one. The first one is interesting. Okay. And then yeah. after that, it's it's just kind of very, you know, basic. And um, you're never really you're always really sure of where the film is heading. You know that, uh, you know, the, that the people she's trying to save aren't going to be saved, um, you know, and and you're never really you never really feel you just don't feel invested in 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 her desire to to catch this killer. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. I would I would agree that it's sort of uh it's sort of a thankless <laughs> investigation. And it doesn't for me it not silence the lambs, but it's really trying to be like a more pleasant version of 7 uh where for the most part our our heroes are just coming in too late to see like the uh uh, like these horribly sort of disfigured or mangled. There's a there's a part uh, with a, a sequence where a character, uh, a victim, is killed uh, through uh, steam, like in these steam pipes, and they're they're too late. Um, but you know, it doesn't. I guess it doesn't feel comfortable enough to allow, as you said, to where you always kind of know where it's going. Uh, something like seven. Uh, you're you're seeing both <laughs> physically and mentally Brad Pitt get the shit beat out of him mm-hmm. pretty much throughout the entire uh, process as a detective. And his only uh, his only real victory in that film is going outside the law and kicking the door in. <laughs> you know, he sort of, he forces Morgan Freeman and the the like, the plot of the film. He forces it forward uh, just with like you know dumb brutality, which I like about that character. I, I'm always concerned, and I think I don't want to sound too 
Are you, are you going <laughs> to go on your soapbox about violence oh. in cinema now? No, no, no. no. Violence, <laughs> the portrayal of women uh, on screen. I'm, I, I'm against concerned. it. No women. All <laughs> okay, men. All right. So, so you, you've gone further than me. So that's fine. Now I can now I have free reign to you know, speak my mind. Um, but it's something like, so more recently, like I just watched uh, the Birds of Prey. Uh, the, the, oh, uh, God. Why? <laughs> Uh, well, okay. Like you say, you say why, but it's like I like I like Margot Robbie, and I, I'm unlike you. I, I like comp books. Now I, I've not always liked comp book movies, uh, but in this particular case, I'm like you know the reviews I'm reading, and from the trailers I'm seeing, it's like okay, it's just like a crime caper uh, with an antihero, uh, and I'm I'm in because I like Margot Robbie, and that's that's cool. And then you know about. <laughs> About 20 minutes in, I get this sinking feeling, uh, and I have I have to actually get up and pace for a little bit. Like I have to go, I have to sort of excuse myself from the film because it just it's just it's miserable. Uh, and the biggest <laughs> the biggest the biggest problem I have with it is I'm watching it and I'm like, with a lot of these, the like the girl power type films, uh, you you don't have that 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 moment i like with like you know in seven you have brad pitt who's this you know beautiful movie god uh more handsome than anyone could hope to be uh and he's a genuine movie star uh failing over and over failing yeah. and mm-hmm. being told he's stupid uh and not only that but the the areas where we expect him to dominate uh you know he's on his knees uh, in an alleyway like you know as it's raining you know begging for his life you know so even the physical part of it he doesn't succeed at uh but he stick he sticks around well, I'm watching, you know, Birds of Prey, and it's like all all of these characters, all of these women, like they they win at every turn, <laughs> like no, no matter like what forces they come yeah. across, like because they, they can't they can't they're not allowed to show them doing anything but win, and it's very boring and very you know that's you know, <laughs> and that's that so that's there's a little bit of that that I like in the Bone Collector and that Angelina Jolie does not just waltz through as you know, cause part of it is, uh, I guess the dynamic of their relationship is that she's, you know, street level, uh, cop, uh, who, you know, there's a glass ceiling for her and she's sort of talked down to, and you have this mentor figure with Lincoln who sees something in her, sees like an intelligence that he, he, he has the power to sort of cut through all the bullshit and red tape and sort of help her ascend to, to this, this thing. But, I, I still, for as much as I like the one bit of failure, uh, I don't think it's engaging enough to see her struggle with this case. Like, I mean, she does, she just kind of come in blindly. Uh, she does one good thing and then she just kind of does a series of more good things. Uh, as, as people who we don't care about, these side characters are just lamps to the slaughter and we're like, they're just being used so we can wait to see how Angelina Jolie, you know, this will make her career, all this death and mayhem that she's sort of waltzed into makes me, you know, a little uncomfortable. Is this film as atrocious as something like Birds of Prey? No, I, I think it's, you know, fairly forgettable. Uh, but it, I will admit, Ben, it, it, for the most part will pass my TNT test that if it was on cable <laughs> with commercials and you don't, you're only halfway paying attention you kind of walk in and out as you're doing laundry or preparing a meal. I think it's fine. I think it's fine entertainment for that. The problem is the amount of potential that was there. And then, it, and then it just becomes a slog in, in t- for me because, because you know where it's heading you uh, and the, the sequences of suspense are not suspenseful uh, and not and not engaging and 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 you, you you I could care less if they if they catch this guy or not by but by, by the time we get to the end of it because you see where everything is heading. I would have liked yeah. Queen Latifah to play a bigger part. Yeah, <laughs> I mean this is yeah that like that's dumb. Like why? 
<laughs> what, she should have been. The, she should have been the killer. That would have been, you know, that, at least she, something. <laughs> that would have been a curveball for sure. That would have been kind of nice. But I didn't. I enjoyed her. Like I enjoyed her. Uh, I, and I know, guess I, also, you know, like so in Copycat and Seven, there's that element of you know the killer playing with the cops and everything and antagonizing the cops. They never really. You know, they they don't really get all the potential out of out of that here. It, it's just like, yep, I'm I'm still killing people, so you know, better catch me, ha! <laughs> ah. uh, so it's like the Hamburglar as, as a serial killer uh, here. And given and, okay, let's let's do spoilers because given the dynamic, we've already. Killer, I mean, yeah, we've kind of you know. Well, okay, so spoiler: <laughs> if you really care and you haven't put it together, um, yeah. Given the dynamic of who the killer is revealed to be and his relationship with Lincoln, with Denzel Washington's character, <laughs> you would think there would be far more of it, right? You would think that there would be more, uh, you know, uh, joy, uh, dark. You know, it would be very dark and sadistic, yeah. but there would mm-hmm. be more joy in what he's tried to do. Like he has tried to direct all of this mayhem at this one person. Poor Leland Orser. This is his. This is his moment, <laughs> and they and they miscast him. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I'm trying to look at the cast here and see. Like maybe if they swapped Louis Guzman and and Leland Orser, maybe that would be interesting. I don't know. There, it's it. It seems like a movie that that had a good log line, you know, but couldn't follow through on the execution past that. What about Ed O'Neill as the killer? Would that you do know, it for so, you? so in the commentary, <laughs> our, you know, auteur noise uh, here, you know, goes on and on about how he was trying to lead people to think that Ed O'Neill was the killer. And yeah, I guess I could see that, but then it makes it very similar. No way. There's a, there's a movie um, with Bruce Willis, uh, striking distance, striking something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I so hate it, video. hate it, hate it. And that would have really? made this similar to that. And I don't know. So I only say really, because I think that's a weird thing to say. Like I hate striking. Distance I remember because... hating it. I remember absolutely hating it and I haven't seen it in years, but I, Is that but the one I with him on a boat. Is he like um, a cop on a boat? It's Bruce Willis. And it's, it's similar to this in that it, it, it's a pretty predictable outcome um, in a different way. Uh, so we can't go off on. So, you know, I mean, what's weird to me is that I looked this up and I thought, okay, this is a movie that no one will have talked about for 20 years or whatever. There's going to be no like discussion of blah, 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 or whatever. And then it's like, oh, look, NBC is making a TV <laughs> series out of it. And it's like, I guess the people must have demanded it because it was a total bomb upon release. It cost, it, it, yeah, it like, it, it, you know, it, it did not make, very much money at all it would have made more money had had they kept the budget you know uh lower but but you know and so <laughs> and all my talk of procedurals i was you know uh throwing shade to cbs and it was really nbc the whole time it was uh, nbc episode, that's the real twist <laughs> yeah next episode friday night uh lincoln rhyme hunt for the bone collector oh the pilot so. episode has been released early online oh whoa <laughs> we, we gotta check sure this every, out <laughs> everyone stopped what they were doing they went to their laptops <laughs> see this oh <laughs> uh, okay well that, that was that was fun right you know that's sort uh, of uh well, I, beat up on a movie i'll be honest i took a lot of joy i took more joy out of hearing that that birds of prey had had bombed and i just pictured i don't know gene wilder coming out and playing his flute and having the oompa loompas kind of carry uh margot robbie and the filmmakers <laughs> behind birds of prey off and like singing a song <laughs> to them about why that movie failed yeah it's a big old mess 
big you, mess. But you won't hear that online. Because. Oh yeah, I know. It's like oh, this, the, all the sexists made birds of prey bomb. Uh, <laughs> they were out there. They they had their you know they blocked people from going in the theater. They said no, you cannot see this movie about these strong women. Um, so you so I wanted to go. I wanted I wanted to say something about the female empowerment thing that you've been talking about. I didn't see it, but the um, Black Christmas remake got a lot mm. of flack for kind of going off and just having some some weird sub, su, you know, su, uh, subplot about, uh, you know, how, how like all the women at the university and Black Christmas were being, uh, you, you know, pre, like prejudiced against uh, from from a fraternity or something. And, and it's like, you know, what happened to like the subtle kind of female empowerment that we could see in in horror movies? You know, I don't think of Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween as a victim or, or Nev Campbell and how in scream or the, uh, uh, or Olivia Hussey in the original black Christmas, you know, I see them as like characters and human beings that I'm invested in that I really care about. Uh, so, you know, why, like, why isn't that a form of female empowerment in and of itself? Like, <laughs> well, well, because you, uh, yeah, you, you have to present to people. It's like a, <laughs> the thesis statement. This, this film is about female empowerment. <laughs> Here's, and here's how yeah. X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, there's, there's another one that came out that I actually really did enjoy that uh, you could you could have similar charges like that thrown against the, the Charlie's Angels reboot. Now, where I thought initially I'm not going to dig this, um, I, I you know I had to eventually give in because I'm like, well, you know, even the Drew Barrymore Charlie's Angels, like this was all, <laughs> it's all sort of couched as female empowerment female empowerment even though like you know they're they're also selling sex appeal uh the difference between that and something like birds of prey for me is that charlie's angels like i actually found the the action fun and the characters like do fail repeatedly like they <laughs> they're like when they are in this sort of like mission impossible crew and they're there to be like the tech nerd the tech nerd mm-hmm. doesn't suddenly start you know pulling out a bazooka and like you know fighting people with karate so i i appreciated that aspect of it Charlie's Angels definitely plays more comedy, uh, so I don't know. But that one tanked as well, so <laughs> none of this is working. <laughs> and this will be this will come off as an extremely dated uh, conversation when when this finally airs. I mean, uh, all but, of them do really right. That's the premise so. of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday's movies, uh, yesterday, basically. Uh, so, uh, okay. So what? What we can do a legitimate? What do we have next? Because we're not actually recording anymore tonight. This is something that will be in the future, uh, even though we we record yes. these in batches. And so I haven't this watched this genuine. recently, so uh, okay. it'll be uh, interesting because it's a movie I, I uh, consider myself a pretty big fan of. I mean, okay, it's a major filmmaker. It has an actress playing a a nun, from my memory, um, and we've seen this actress in a foreign film earlier in our 1999 podcast. In fact, since we talked about, you know, American remakes uh, recently, uh, she played, she was in this foreign film that we talked about earlier on 99 from 99. She was both in the original and the remake, and she's in the next movie we're going to talk about next week. That has to be, uh, that's Penelope Cruz. Yep. That's open your eyes. Because I don't know, have we done any other... Any other foreign films other than, I guess, than Princess Mononoke, which we just did recently. Um, and so Vanilla Sky, uh, and this is all about my mother, which yes. honestly, I don't know if I would have got that, uh, except for the only time I ever watched All About My Mother uh, was for another podcast 
uh, where we did a triple feature of Penelope Cruz movies. So uh, that would be my only end to, to that. And even though that's only been probably three, four years ago, uh, I don't really have much in the way of memories of All About My Mother. So I, I, I'm a little hesitant going into this one because I, I haven't watched it. This will be I'll be watching that this week uh, for this recording. Uh, and I don't know. I can't say I'm I can't say I'm looking forward to it, Ben. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, you know, if they, if film Twitter would would hate us both for our birds of prey commentary, uh, they probably wouldn't like me <laughs> shitting on that and then being like, oh, all about my mother. It's no bone collector. Not looking forward to sitting through this one. Well, I'm looking forward to, to this to this one. I I have seen this one a few a few times before, and I've even seen it uh, theatrically, not not in its original run, uh, but I saw it in a, at a retrospective uh, screening. Uh, probably about a decade ago. So, but I will have to having pulled up our list. This is actually part of a double. This is a double episode. Oh crap! Yep. Yeah, I always forget about those. Okay, what's mm-hmm. the double? Uh, we mentioned this filmmaker on the. It was two episodes back, so it was earlier this evening in the recording, and uh, um, he um, <laughs> is known for uh, I guess his silence on screen. How about that? Ah, so dogma. Yeah. Uh, why are we doing this as a double? <laughs> What's all about my mother? There has to be a reason, right? I mean, no, no. <laughs> uh, I, I think originally, uh, to be perfectly honest, it's because I knew I would have far more say about dogma than all about my mother. So, well, I think we, I think we got to come up with something better than that. Like, you know, uh, some I don't know. they both have. Okay, she's a nun. Okay, they both have nuns. They both have characters that are that are nuns, right? There you go. There is a, a brief sequence with a nun in the airport in the opening sequence. There you go. So there you work. go. All right. This is the nun uh, nun story episode of uh, 99 from 99. That will get us 18 downloads. 18. This all started when the Joker and I broke up. Psychologically speaking, vengeance rarely brings the catharsis we hope for. Yeah. Shit, is that a hyena in a bathtub? Named in Bruce after that hunky Wayne guy. <laughs> Why don't you try simply reading a book? Or could you just not bear to look? You get no, you get no, you get no, you get no, you get no commercials. Boompa, loompa, doompa dee da. If you're not greedy, you will go far. You will live in happiness too. Like the Oompa, Oompa, Loompa, Oompa-dee-doo.